Hello, welcome to Crystal Queer, the radio podcast show hosted by me, Ali, uh, brought to you by YGN Radio Brighton and sponsored by Scene Magazine Brighton, the only free-to-read LGBTQ plus magazine in the UK. Um, today I'm joined by an amazing, beautiful guest host. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, so just let us know your name, your pronouns, and a little fun fact about you. Um, my name is Nick Fontaine. I go by he, they pronouns, and oh man, I... Uh, I work at a state park. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I always like to put people on the spot with that question because no one actually knows what to say. It's like, yeah. First thing that pops in your mind, just go for it. Just say it. <laughs> um, right. So today we are joined to just talk a little bit about mainly pan- pansexuality. And then obviously I want to get to know you as well a little bit later on. Um, so we're just going to start off right there, really. Um, I would like to know, what do you kind of define the term pansexuality to be? What would you kind of say is the primary? If, if I were to tell you what pansexuality was? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, it's kind of like outside the boundaries of, uh, of gender. Mm-hmm. So it could be somebody who identifies with he or is like cis or she and his cis or in between. Trans people included. (laughs) Just anybody. Anybody that, you know, that I, for me, feel like a connection with it, a vibe. Yes. Yeah, that's a great way to go about it, really. I think there's such a, like, big discussion in between, like, bisexuality and pansexuality, and there's such, like, a big confusion between the two. Do you think maybe in your own life you had that confusion at first before you kind of realized um, the difference in terms? Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially in my, my younger age uh, years, I guess, um, just because I was just not aware that such a term even like existed. Like I knew people were capable of such a thing, but I didn't know there was a term for it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think pansexuality is probably like one of the more um, later terms that I came to understand as well. I think um, there's such like a, there's a, vague complexity to it that I don't think people quite understand yet but we're going more so toward the world that is becoming more understanding of it and it's like people like yourself like being open about it is it's such a great step to making people understand more about it which is superb yeah 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 um well on that topic I wanted to get into knowing a little bit about how you kind of discovered that part of yourself well, uh, I guess I kind of always knew since I was a kid just because of people that I was like, I guess, like attracted to or like uh, would would look up to in such a in a way or something like that, I guess. Um, when I was like around 13, I started having like feelings for this uh, uh, male friend of mine. And um, so I kind of was exploring that a little bit. And then I kind of was realizing that, uh, you know, maybe it's it could be more than that, you know. And then um, I think when I was 20, I met somebody who was non-binary, like the first person I met that was non-binary. I was 20 years old that I know of. And uh, I started developing feelings for that person. And so I kind of like realized, I was like, oh, well, what does that like kind of put me then if I'm not just like a bisexual person? Like what what could that mean? So I kind of learned more about it through um, through them. They, they taught me a lot about um, uh, queer culture and things. Yeah. Do you kind of like feel... Um as if being non-binary and being pansexual is kind of like a confusing little palette, or do you think that it completely makes sense to be that combination? Um, I, I feel like it makes sense, but also I'm, I'm still kind of like learning about it. So I'm like kind of, I, I guess not like confused, but I'm still just like not fully aware of uh, all definitions of what it could necessarily mean and be. 
but yeah, yeah I feel like it's simple enough but I'm still just kind of like new <laughs> yeah yeah no I get that I think like especially nowadays there's so many different labels and like terms and that it just gets so confusing that I've like I've built this complete new system of just going with like fuck labels in general because what mm-hmm. is the point of that because it's all it's just doing is kind of creating even more of a division I guess between people even within the community itself um yeah oh yeah it's just unnecessary because it's just like at the end of the day we're all just trying to like someone and regardless of yeah any context, <laughs> really um yeah yeah do you feel like as as a pansexual person do you think that there are stereotypes that follow it uh, or maybe misrepresentations that kind of go with it? Um, I would think so. Yeah. I, um, just thinking about it now, I think like, as far as people might have stereotypes for like bisexual people, they're like, Oh, well you can't go and hang out with this person because you're attracted just to like anybody. So now like with, with being pan, it's almost like even broader, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I've, I've experienced a, a partner that was like really worried about, me potentially being interested in just anybody so it was kind of weird but um yeah I, I I would assume so I'm not really fully aware of many stereotypes of pansexuality um but I've gotten a lot of comments about how it's not a real thing and I'm like oh okay they're like just simplify it call it by and I'm like but it's not <laughs> yeah yeah I think exactly like you said I think it's basically literally just the same stereotypes that go for bisexual people just 10 times amplified because it becomes yeah. a bit more complex and like you said, it's the same with bisexual people. Oh, it's not real. You're just going to end up one day dating one person. Therefore, it means that you don't even like the other sex. But it's like, that's not the case. That's not how it works. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we love society, don't we? Um, do you have any, I don't know, like, do you consider yourself someone that's a big part of, like, queer culture or, like, a big consumer of that? Or are you still kind of dipping your toes into it? Um. So... To kind of give like a general background, I, I grew up going to like pride parades and kind of being around that culture and like learning about it. And then in high school, I was in a few clubs and whatever. And then with TikTok, it just kind of been popping off like really quickly. Um, I wouldn't think I'm like a figure of any kind, but I've I've talked to my friends about a lot of stuff and kind of like opened their minds to that sort of thing. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I'm sort of like a spokesperson for a lack of better words <laughs> of any kind. You know, it just kind of made a couple of videos and people just kind of resonated with it and kind of connected with it. And I've had people tell me, they're like, Oh, I was able to like come out because of you. And I was like, Oh, that I'm glad, you know, like, it's definitely not what I'm like really like trying to mm-hmm. pe- have people do, but I'm glad they're doing it. You know, it's yeah. But no, I wouldn't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just like one of those things of like, cause doing this show as well, I've realized that like um, when people just text you something like, Oh, I felt the courage to do something because of, you know, what you've said or what you've done and stuff it just it's not even like you said it's not a case of like oh I feel like I'm this holy figure or anything it's more so just you right. feel really I don't know warm about it you feel like you've actually done something positive for someone and um yeah I don't know it just feels nice yeah and, nice and warm and fuzzy and all those yeah a hundred percent yeah it almost makes me want to be more of an advocate of any kind you know like I'm just like oh my god it actually like someone took something from it so I want to like actually put effort into talking about it rather than just being like ah (laughs) exactly (laughs) we all want to be we all want to be heard at the end of the day and that is one of the many ways that we know that we're being heard and it's just it's just great it's absolutely lovely but on that topic I wanted to know um growing up if you had any role models that kind of like um made you step into queer culture or maybe even pansexuality or anything of the sort 
Yeah, um, for sure. My, I'm when I moved, I moved somewhere when I was eight years old in a cul-de-sac, and my friends' parents were the ones that would like bring me to like pride parades, and they taught me uh, a good bit about that. So I definitely look up to them a lot. Um, and then I have a friend, uh, sort of friend. Um, her name's Abby. I met her in high school, and she's the one who like introduced me to like a friend group uh, in my senior year. It was a new high school. I was never there before, but she brought me into this club um like the, it was called a spectrum club so just like uh you know alphabet mafia club <laughs> and uh you know that's where I really learned terms and um about that stuff so I really looked up to her and her kindness and openness um towards me and it's just kind of resonated with me and I wanted to be that person for other people as well yeah absolutely I think um you know I I'm so glad that the way you answered that question was far less than like oh, celebrities and big culture person. I'm, that made me so happy because I think like a lot of people tend to go to that direction. I yeah. do myself all the time. Um, but it can really just be as simple as like just your next door neighbor or like, I don't know, your cousin's dog or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> 100%. Uh, it's just, it's, I'm so glad that you went that way. It just, that makes me really happy. I was worried. I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't know any pop figures. <laughs> well, I will introduce you to one. If you're familiar with Rina Sawayama, I don't know if you know or heard of her, but mm -mm. so she is a rising British uh, pop star and she is very openly pansexual and um, it's awesome. Been adored by it. So if you ever feel like you need to check a pansexual artist, there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. There you go. Yeah. Um, just to tie in a little bit with uh, the non-binary discussion as well. So I personally go by he, they pronouns as well. And mm -hmm. um, I'm curious to know um, what it was for you that kind of triggered that understanding of pronouns and um, making it make sense basically. Yeah, um, it, it kind of goes the same thing with, with pansexuality for me. I, I grew up feeling that way, but I didn't really like, uh, like know that it was a thing. Like I was always like, oh, I'm not feeling like, I never like hung out with the boys at, like in elementary school or whatever. And I just like always like kind of gravitated more towards girls. And I don't know what that meant for me when I was a kid, but it just kind of was like, I don't, I don't really feel like I'm those guys or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. Was, like, I just didn't know there was a term and I never felt really boyish, but I never really felt really girlish either. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of felt like an in-between. And then when I realized that such a thing existed, it was really just like, uh, eye-opening and then I never really like went by those terms up until I think 2016 yeah. or something like that just like a couple years after my senior year mm -hmm. and um it was just it was just really awakening and then I just kind of turned off um using those terms just because it was becoming like a big deal with my family and people I met so I just kind of like went back to just being like uh you know going by he pronouns and then I was just working out one day and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> why, like, why am I going to like not allow myself to, yeah. to be so open? Like with that, just, just to, for the comfort of others, it's not, it's not worth it. You know, comfort for yourself is important. Exactly. It's yeah. Very, <laughs> you know, that, like literally what you said is so similar exactly to my experience as well, because I only really start using he, they pronouns in the last year. So quite mm -hmm. baby to using the pronouns really, but um it was exactly the same like I didn't realize that there was like a terminology that goes with that because I always knew about non-binary people but to me in my head it was always like they them purely I didn't realize that you could mix that kind of like he and they pronouns together until this day I don't consider myself a non-binary person I go more with like gender queer um how I like to describe it as masculine passing body with a genderless brain that's kind of how I like to go about with it 
I like that. <laughs> yeah, you feel free to use it. <laughs> I might trademark it, but I'll let you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's how, kind of just how I see it. It's just like, I don't know. I've always been a big believer of like gender not being a real thing anyway. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest reasons why I put the they in my pronouns because it just adds this futuristic idea I have of a world that does not have gender. And that yeah. is an ideal world that I hope one day we move into. But gonna take a minute i get that i get that yeah because i'm very i'm very like masculine presenting overall too so yeah. it's just like it's it's i throw it in there so people kind of know but like you know i let them go with he because yeah <laughs> exactly it's it can be confusing for some people although i do you know it, it it's just if it works for you it works for you <laughs> exactly yeah I'm, I'm glad the world is becoming like better with pronouns like uh the youth is like younger people especially are very respectful about it honestly it's really awesome (laughs) with with Instagram having the new feature of like adding your pronouns as well to um, to your profile that made me really happy to see and I hope other social medias follow with that as well yeah Um, I just did that too I was like oh this is cool (laughs) yeah yeah it just it just it's so good to kind of see it like be valid what's the word validified yeah sure go with that yeah yeah <laughs> um right i want to get to know a bit more about you and so i've obviously found you on tiktok um months ago but um <laughs> i want to know what was it that kind of made you want to go to tiktok over any other platform and just kind of start off there um well I, man just like a lot of people i was kind of like oh i don't want tiktok that's such a weird app <laughs> yeah and then I got it and then I was like you know what I can just kind of post weird goofy stuff and then I was like kind of get, getting into the idea of vlogs because I watch uh I used to watch Jenna Jenna Marbles and like Julian Salamita on YouTube all the time and I was like that's kind of a cool thing so I was like I liked the way they kind of did their stuff and then uh TikTok just kind of started popping off way quicker and I just barely started doing YouTube actually about a month ago mm-hmm. but um I feel like TikTok's a great spot just to kind of like almost like advertise uh <laughs> youtube for me because it's more of um youtube i feel like i can put more creative time mm-hmm. into it and tiktok is almost kind of just like a more like a conversational platform i can just kind of talk to people and be like here's my very real thoughts whereas with youtube it's like i am now filming boston or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah you know yeah i'm curious to know like did so you- i never really like purposely chose it so I say again? Yeah, you go on. It's all right. <laughs> oh, uh, I was just saying, I never really like purposely chose TikTok. It just kind of like started rolling quicker than I thought. Like just one yeah. video just kind of went off for no reason. So I was like, ooh, having an audience is kind of exciting. Let's yeah, <laughs> let's keep going. Let's just keep adding on to this. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to know, like, if you if you felt if you expected to kind of start gaining a following on TikTok, because I remember when you you posted a TikTok once being completely flabbergasted with the fact that you've got like 60,000 followers now. So I'm assuming that was not something that was in the list of things <laughs> that you thought was going to happen, but it now is. <laughs> not at all. Even I like, I, it feels like just like a week ago, I had maybe 9,000 followers and it's just like that to me was still insane. Like I was telling people, I was like, I got like almost 10 and I was just like, ah, it's, it's wild that people would find anything that I say like interesting. Cause like, honestly, what set it off I like bonked my head on like a desk at work and people are like yes attractive person and then that's kind of like it kind of <laughs> it just started going off for no reason with that and then uh I just started posting just you know the little vlogs and it just kind of kept building but it, it blows my mind and so I wanted to post stuff like more worthwhile such as talking about 
sexuality and gender mm-hmm. and defending it because a lot of people would some people not a lot but some people would kind of like message me or comment and be like you're not this or this isn't real or whatever and it's just kind of like it's not that stuff's not needed so I'm just gonna talk about it because I'm not afraid to tell them like well you can have that opinion I guess but like I still exist like <laughs> yeah I am right here you know exactly there is uh yeah I did I did an episode um a couple of weeks ago with um a massive drag queen um in the UK and they so they were on drag race obviously the show and um they have a very famous coat that's now kind of like become a staple for a lot of um gay people in the UK now where um she said that your belief is a belief but my existence is a reality and I think that's exactly what you kind of got into as well like you know people will have their beliefs at the end of it but um it's not going to take away anything from you literally just existing so um yeah yeah the comments are the comments but your life is going to exactly and (laughs) I I told you this on I told you this on text as well but I'm going to say it again in person as well your content is one of my favorites just because like it doesn't feel like you're trying to make content. It feels like you're just genuinely turning on a camera and just kind of going for it. And <laughs> what happens? Thank you. <laughs> of course. Yeah, no. And it just, it feels, it's one of the most like genuine, heartfelt things I've seen. It's just like, it's not like you're trying. It's like, you're just doing it because you're doing it. And I don't know. I just, it, it just, it's nice and refreshing to see that. I think because a lot of creators, tend to not be like that anymore or like they gain some sort of following they kind of change that content but yeah it's not changed at all with you and i think that's why people just like it and they stick well, around for it well thank you i, I appreciate that because like to making content for the sake of content and like just for like views or whatever stresses me out i'm not interested in it like i can't get motivated for or inspired for it i'll be like walking around I'm like i really should make a video but i'm like but i don't know about nothing so i don't i don't do it because it's not it's not in it's not in my head i'm not just gonna like start going to do whatever but um you know i never lean towards any particular uh style or 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 content piece um that might have resonated with like a bunch of people i just kind of whatever i want to (laughs) do and hopefully people will enjoy it you know i think at the end of the day like the key really is if you're enjoying the content that you're making that other someone else is going to enjoy it as well um yeah hopefully And people are, people clearly are, and it's great. It's, it's, it's so, so, so nice to see people just have um, a good heartfelt response to it, really. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know, like, what, what kind of is the, the future? What would you kind of plan to just keep making out of the YouTube content and TikTok? Where do you want to end up? Where do you kind of want to do? Um, oh, man. Well, yeah, I want to make a lot of content for, for YouTube and just kind of see where that goes. Um, but overall, it's not like my main end goal. Like, it's just kind of fun. That's why I like doing it because it's a good time. And um, I've been trying to dedicate time for it and like make it happen. But I'm not trying to like stress about it. But my main future goal um, is acting and modeling. So this is kind of like my way of like putting myself out in the universe to kind of get known, I guess, air quotes there. But like, uh, yeah, I want to just be in films and just kind of travel and model if I can. And, you know, because that, that, that for me is a lot of fun just to get into a character and then um yeah <laughs> yeah no, well, with, with, with social media it's kind of just kind of fun to interact with people in the same same field or interest that I'm in so yeah I'm curious now that you've mentioned that you want to do films what kind of films do you t- personally just tend to watch what's your like favorite genre? my favorite genres 
Oh, like, oh man, I love Star Trek. I love like TV series wise. Star Trek is great. I love The Walking Dead. Uh, I love uh, Breaking Bad. Those are amazing. Um, it's funny because you mentioned I, The Walking Dead, and I can like picture you in The Walking Dead now that you mentioned that. <laughs> It's kind of going for a little bit of a Rick vibe right here. I can actually. see it. Yeah, I can see it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love those. Those are just a plus to me. A plus. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big like I'm a big horror fan. I'm a really big like scary scary movie kind of person. So yeah, if you end up doing a horror movie, please let me know. <laughs> One of the goals. It's it's on my notes. I've I have notes on my phone of um oh, things I want to be in. Like yeah, genres and yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> that's, that's actually a really cool idea it's, okay so let me just let me surprise you here so any movies that have already been made what is a movie that's already been made that you would have loved to be in that i would love to be in oh gosh uh oh man what movies do i watch i just <laughs> i don't know what movies i watch i i'll, I'll say el camino because that's the only one coming to mind okay um, yeah I'll take i it. love jesse pinkman's character you know i think he's such an interesting deep character yeah. and aaron paul does a phenomenal job of portraying him and uh i wouldn't want to like replace jesse because no one could replace aaron paul like as as jesse so it's like just somewhere in there that'd be sick <laughs> throw you in the sandwich in the middle of yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer honestly i think i was in my head i was thinking i don't know why i was waiting for you to like say the scream movies or something maybe oh yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> i think like a slasher is just such an underrated genre oh slashers are so good they're just yeah uh i i saw palm springs recently i loved that movie i would have something like that would be just fucking awesome even if i was just like a side character or like whatever you know uh i don't know that i like that concept of like you're stuck in a time loop it's just cool honestly it's just brilliant i like I could honestly probably we could probably end up doing a full episode of just talking about movies realistically right but <laughs> but I'm so so glad to have had this conversation with you you have absolutely been amazing um so I appreciate time a lot and um I hope that if anyone is listening to that is questioning whether they are pansexual whether they are non-binary or wherever they fit into like you said the alphabet mafia um I hope that this <laughs> kind of has been helpful for them and like they take something really good out of it and come out and live their true selves and just be happy really that's the end of that's the end goal for everyone um, yeah and yeah on that note thank you guys so much for listening and thank you nick for joining me on this episode and thank you for having me of course yeah of course and i will see you guys next week